We're going to continue our <coughs> exploration of the topic fear, anxiety. And what I like to do is tonight to bring into this topic um, something which is called the three characteristics, which is a fundamental Buddhist teachings, uh, teaching which uh, is really like uh, a common teaching within all Buddhist tradition. In fact, in some teachings it's said it's like the hallmark of what it means to be a Buddhist is to explore these three characteristics and uh, to accept, accept them. And these three characteristics are um, anicca, which means impermanence. And the second is dukkha, which means uh, dissatisfaction. And the third characteristic is anatta, which is selflessness. So what I would like to explore uh, tonight is how reflecting on these three characteristics uh, can be a support in our relationship to fear, uh, a support in our relationship to anxiety, and also how one can use the reflection on the three characteristics as an explanation why we experience this underlying all-pervasive anxiety, <coughs> which is, when you boil it down, basically the fear of death. So exploring <coughs> how awareness of the, the three characteristics and befriending the three characteris characteristics of existence, how they can support us in being more at ease. And also in being more courageous. Being, being more courageous <coughs> is such a is such an important theme regarding anxiety or fear because I as I already said in previous meetings, it seems it seems to be the case that in this life you're not going to get rid of anxiety so it seems to be the case that's at least at this at the moment my conclusion in in the work of in, in the work, in, in my old relationship with anxiety, I came to the conclusion that I'm going to experience anxiety, <coughs> I'm going to experience fear, on and off, almost every day, for the rest of this life. Oh. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with me. It's not that that I should that I should feel or oh, it shouldn't be like this. I have meditated so many years or I'm almost enlightened. <laughs> I shouldn't be afraid. And that's not the case. And uh, I have a sense that that there is nobody around. 
who reached that place, that place of, maybe we dream of, that place of, that place of complete, complete freedom of anxiety, complete freedom of fear. I have a sense that the Dalai Lama still is afraid sometimes. I'm not sure, of course. Only his wife could be here. <laughs> 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 he would have one. Um, so, and I feel that this really basic Buddhist teaching on the three characteristics uh, can help us in this process of exploring anxiety, exploring fear, and looking deeper into our relationship with fear, because that's something we can change. If it's the case that I'm going to be afraid almost every day for the rest of this life, I'm better trying to you know, to relate to it in a good way that it stops to be a problem and instead actually becomes <coughs> a support in my uh, growing, a support in my breaking, o breaking open. And in a, a support in my uh, capacity to be at ease with the fact that I have to die. And uh, um, looking at these three characteristics is also uh, well coming coming back to this question: what 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 is actually those basic Buddhist teachings? What does it actually mean to be a Buddhist? And I am going to quote from. Of, uh, from three books, uh, two books, which um, <coughs> try to do that, like ki kind of coming back to the to the uh, to the like the common the common thread in all the Buddhist teachings, and it's one of the books is called One Dharma. It's a you know, one Dharma. Is there something like one Dharma? says something like one Buddhist teaching and what would that be and it's uh, from Joseph Goldstein and the other book is from a Tibetan uh, Buddhist tradition from Tsongkha Jamyang Kyense and it's called What Makes You Not a Buddhist and, uh, and more or less these two books are two books about the three characteristics. Anicca, impermanence, dukkha, dissatisfaction, and anatta, selflessness. So let's sit quietly for 10-15 minutes to shift, to connect, and uh, towards the end of this uh, quiet sitting, I would like to uh, start this first exploration of impermanence. So if you make yourself comfortable, uh, see that your feet are firmly planted on the ground, If you like, you can close your eyes. And then you allow this shift to happen from the busyness of the day to being here.
And part of that shift is that you drop with your awareness from the head into the body. And you check in how you're doing. the next in-breath, I invite you to slide with your awareness into your body, down into your feet. And really notice the feet on the ground and spread them out a bit. And with the out-breath, See if you can release some tension. in-breath, slide into your belly, and with the out-breath see if you can soften the belly a bit, letting go of some of the unnecessary tension. important thing here is a sense of friendliness, that you slide into a sense of welcoming. Next in-breath, I invite you to slide into your hands. Notice the energy in your hands. Imagine that they open like flowers. With the out-breath, release unnecessary tension. Of course, thoughts continue to arise. The inner dialogue does not stop, and that's fine. Let this moment be okay. that you are completely hooked, carried away and entangled with the story that you make this little shift back into your body back to your hands or your belly back to your feet Give yourself the permission to do nothing. There's nothing you need to figure out just now.
then if it feels good for you, I invite you to imagine the presence of the Buddha or the Dalai Lama in the space in front of you. Or if it fits Jesus. And if it feels good for you, feel the presence of the Buddha in your whole body, from the toes to the top of your head, like sitting in the morning sun. So that your whole body can even more soften. And tension can <coughs> melt even more deeply. So you feel the loving gaze. And every cell of your body is bathed in the light of compassion. Which of course Basically, it's your own compassion. And just be, be a bit aware that again and again you might be entangled with this commentary and then come back Attending, befriending, and welcoming. With the out-breath letting go. moment to be what it is. and returning, returning to your hands, to your belly, and if it feels good for you, to the presence of the Buddha, or the Dalai Lama, or Jesus.
let yourself be okay. For the next few minutes, I invite you to become a bit more aware of the flowing, impermanent, ever-changing nature of your experience. Whatever's in the foreground of your experience, and when you look closely, you notice that it is changing that it is flowing, vibrating. Sounds, sensations, thoughts, feelings. So just get a sense of that constant flow like clouds, pla- clouds passing or a river flowing. Even things which seems to be quite stable, like the sensations of sitting on the chair. If you look more deeply, then you experience also there. A constant vibration. Just check up if, if there's something in your experience right now which seems to be really concrete, solid, non-changing, always remaining the same. So maybe we are not able to experience this directly, even the physical matter around us, the earth you feel through your feet. We know that it is not stable, not solid, but also vibrational, energetic. So the invitation is for you to get a sense that 
whatever you experience and within, without there's energy changing, flowing, vibrating let it flow The, the recognition and the acceptance of impermanence, the non-static, non-static, flowing, nature of all phenomena is really one of the major insight in meditation. And please can you say again? I didn't hear the the recognition and the acceptance of impermanence, the non static nature of all phenomena is one of the major insights uh, in meditation. So why would we meditate? One of the reasons is to have a really uh, deep insight into this based on this Buddhist, Buddha's discovery that we suffer because we don't see things as they are and we don't accept things as they are that's why we suffer we resist the way things are so from this point of view one reason for a pervasive anxiety is that we have a sense that everything is impermanent, everything can happen at any time, there's nothing stable and nothing solid, but we resist that. We don't want to relax into it. We we are seeking... Um, uh, in, in, in an illusion of safety through the uh, projection of permanence and this creates a constant inner tension because something in, on, in us knows that everything can happen at any time but we put a lot of internal effort into not, not looking at that not accepting that and that creates a tension in us, in our psyche, which leads to a sense of unease. 
and a sense of and an in inability to settle and to become and to c calm into the present moment because then it would become more obvious that that is how it is so part of uh, the training of meditation is to learn to relax into that ungraspable flowing vibrating present moment where there's nothing to hold on to where there's no safe nest and that there is no safe nest is the real safe nest <laughs> The, the safety, the Buddha's safety, is that there is no safety. And that there is nothing to worry about. Because also that what we are worry about is completely made up. And does not exist in that permanent way which we imagine ourselves to exist. One teacher, Tibetan teacher, says it like this, Trungpa Rinpoche. The bad news is you just jumped out of the plane without a parachute. Yeah. The good news is there is no ground. <laughs> so that, that there is no ground. <coughs> that is the experience of impermanence. So, Tsongkhya Yamsekiense says, the recognition of impermanence is the key to freedom from fear of remaining forever stuck in a situation, habit or pattern. So the recognition of impermanence, Anicca, is the key to freedom. It's it's a stepping stone to freedom. So the, the, when we then look deeper, when we investigate deeper, we come to uh, the the other characteristics, which is anatta, which is the, the key to freedom. But impermanence is a stepping stone. It's the freedom from fear of remaining forever stuck in a situation, habit, or pattern. To remain forever stuck in a situation, habit, or pattern. Just reflect a bit on how often the situation you are in just now, for example, today, or in your life, maybe, or quite probably, you experience a crisis just now how much there is a sense uh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck in this I'm stuck in this relationship I'm stuck in this job I'm stuck with this health problem uh, there is a in this feeling stuck is is a proof that there is a there is a sense that things are permanent I'm not getting out of here. I mean, people kill themselves because, understandably, I mean, it's really understandable that people want to kill themselves. But, but it can, that, well, that, that sense of being stuck can be so strong. 
it's it sometimes it feels it, it's unbearable how life is just now today but it's not we, we are not saying life is unbearable today just now no it feels like life is unbearable it was and it will be so one of the cornerstones of befriending anxiety and you can also um, now include all so-called difficult emotions one cornerstone of befriending difficult emotions is to explore their nature and to find out that they are impermanent that they are energy that they are flowing that they are changing that they are not so serious that if you look deeply you can't find them as something real solid overwhelming thing so when we reflect on impermanence so let's look at this moment uh, Why is this moment impermanent? You know, this assembly here, you know, us coming together, just in this moment, the light, this room, this building, the things I say, the, bo the books I brought, you know, the flowers who came here, uh, so the different, the coffee which we will drink in the break, so that the many different <coughs> many different things coming together to give birth to this moment sometimes this is called assembled so there's many factors assembled many conditions coming together and because it is assembled because there's so many conditions necessary for this moment to be what it is it is changing it is changing even like your body isn't your body just now is not the same body as it it was when you sat down on your chair the floor is not the same as it was one hour ago. So when we when we when we bring that awareness into this moment, what happens is that our appreciation for the causes and conditions that have provided this moment is heightened. So can can you sense that there can be a like a an awakeness or like an awe or an appreciation of wow this moment is utterly unique and it will never come back and it was never ever in all universes has been there a moment like this and there will ever never ever be a moment like this ever in ever I mean forever <laughs> it's pretty long time yeah. <laughs> and it can be experienced only through you nobody else can look through your eyes and have the feelings you just have and the thoughts you have the the experience you have of this moment is completely unique. We all have different experiences right now of this moment. Of course they 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 overlap a bit and the reason for that from the Buddhist point of view is that we have some kind of shared karma 
That's why this moment appears similar to each of us. But it's completely unique. You are the one. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you think about the whole universe, like look out into the stars and you know, Milky Way and beyond, and now even in Western science, I think they talk about multi multiple universes and big, ba big bangs, big bangs, <laughs> like in the Buddhist cosmology. In all these universes with, you know, countless planets with people yeah. and life and and completely beyond, you know, imagination, this moment is unique. And it's gone. And it's gone. And it's gone. And you don't need to do anything. Well, that's the thing with impermanence. Uh, it's not that we need to say, Oh, let's destroy this moment, or uh, let's let's uh, you know let's stop it, or something, or let's let's make it go away, or no, you do, you just you don't need to do anything. It's happening by itself. You, uh, this moment is happening completely by itself. You don't need to add to it. You don't need to take away from it. It is what it is because it is connected with everything else. It can't be different. You, 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 you're sitting in the perfect seat. You can't sit in another, in another place. There's a profound reasoning why you sit there where you sit. No, everything whatever happened in the universe was necessary for you to have your seat tonight. <laughs> Back to the Big Bang. And then to sit there and think, oh, this is a shitty seat, I, sit, I should sit somewhere else. That's where suffering starts. <laughs> yeah? Oh, my neighbor, he has a much more nicer seat than me. That's where suffering starts. Suffering starts when we want this precious moment, this rich moment, to be different than it is. And suffering is also when we want to keep it. So that's like the other that's part of the resistance to impermanence is we can't let go when things are fine so the, the reflection on impermanence makes you more at ease with the things you don't like and it makes you also more at ease with the things you like, because you know, you understand that both will change, and you can't hold on to them. You can't stop the things you don't like to happen, because it's going to continue. Like Eckhart Tolle says, your life is one damn problem after another. <laughs> and and it's going to continue. Actually, it's getting worse. <laughs> I mean, personally, it's getting worse because you know, you're getting older, but also from the Buddhist point of view, in general, things are getting worse in our universe. So, and on the other hand, so there's the resistance of wanting things, not wanting things, but then on the other hand is also we are not relaxed with the good things. We could be much more enjoying and appreciating the good things in our life when we appreciate the impermanence. You know, the, the wanting to have more, 
the fear of sharing, uh, the lack of generosity with good things. It's very rich. It's very rich to uh, reflect on impermanence. And it, it's completely, it's nothing, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with belief or it's not religious or spiritual. It's just how things are. It, it's like, it's just, it's just how it is. Nobody can disagree with us. A scientist not, uh, it is how things are. They are impermanent. And he gives an example on, so there is this, uh, in the Buddhist teachings on impermanence, they sometimes distinguish between this more subtle impermanence, the non-static nature, this moment-by-moment -moment change, the moment-by-moment -moment vibration, and then the more impermanence, which is more everything will pass. Which is, of course, growing out of this first kind of impermanence. It's a powerful mantra. You know, write it down somewhere. This too will pass. This too will pass. And, 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 and appreciate how often we can't go with that sentence. It's like I mean, the, the iPhone you have now will break. And then if it's happened, then they're still like, <gasps> why is this happening to me? I shouldn't lose my phone. But you're going to lose it. You know, sometimes those of you who are very healthy, like I, I, I'm generally quite healthy, we have a big, big problem when then sickness comes. So I, I was sick the last two weeks, and I was saying something is wrong. <laughs> something is basically really deeply wrong. I'm sick. I should, I shouldn't be sick because I'm always healthy. But I'm, I'm going to grow old and I'm going to lose my my strengths and you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, will, I will not be able to keep up like my teaching schedule and you know, my teeth fall out and my it's going to happen this too will pass On the other hand, of course, this too will pass means also there's space for something new to come. Without impermanence, no growth. <coughs> Without impermanence, no no space for things to new things to come, new experience to arise. Ah, there's a wonderful poem by Hermann Hesse about impermanence or from his book Glass Perlenspiel. Uh, where he describes how 
in this uh, constant change how growth can happen. And then the, the poem ends with this exclamation, uh, Hermann Esse saying, Wohl an dein Herz, nimm Abschied und Gesunde, which means something, okay, my heart, uh, say goodbye and become healthy. So, um, we have a break uh, soon, but I want to uh, read Zika um, Jamyankiense's example how the recognition of impermanence can heighten the appreciation, the awe, the gratefulness for this moment, the, the sense of aliveness for this moment, or a sense of aliveness in this moment. And he says, it is especially powerful if one partner has a terminal illness. I think only a Buddhist can dare to bring an example like this. Nobody else would dare to just, okay, I give you an example. Yeah. It is especially powerful if one partner has a terminal illness. There is no illusion of forever. And that is surprisingly liberating. Yeah. The, you know, if this illusion of forever ceases, it's surprisingly liberating, he says. Our caring and affection become unconditional. Our caring and affection become unconditional. And our joy is very much in the presence. Our joy is very much in the presence. Because you you you, you don't know when you when you when you understand and accept impermanence, you don't know what's going, what is, what will be tomorrow. You don't know. We have no clue. So there is the, the caring, unconditional means also this kind of caring and this kind of giving gifts, which once. To have something back in the future falls away. So that, that's what, what giving unconditionally means. You, you give because there is a joy in giving. There is a joy in being generous. And it's not a game. It's not a business anymore. I'm taking care of you because then, you know, you have to be nice to me for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to become aware that we do things because of the future. And then missing out that what is sure and that's what is happening in the present moment. Giving love and support is more effortless and satisfying when our partner's days are numbered. So now comes the real Buddhist, uh, another real Buddhist sentence here, which you also wouldn't find in other self-help books. (laughs) So, Already to say, 
Our support is more effortless and satisfying when our partner's days are numbered. It's pretty, <coughs> pretty tough to say that. But then he says, but, but we forget that our days are always numbered. We forget that our days are always numbered. So that is <coughs> Anicca, impermanence. The recognition and the acceptance of Anicca, the richness which can grow and the freedom which can grow from this inside. And uh, we have a break now. And then uh, after the meditation, I will continue with the other two and then there will be a bit time also for questions. How, you, how are you doing now? How is it for you to be here? See if you can soften a bit. Okay. Letting go a bit of unnecessary tension in your belly, in your shoulders. In your face. think about maybe there can be a sense of appreciation of aliveness aliveness in your belly in your hands the aliveness of the breath. Then if you bring your mind to the areas of your life where you struggle, where you experience anxiety and fear, then extending your awareness that all of us here 
we struggle. So when we extend from my struggle, my fear, my anxiety to the anxiety, the fear, the struggle we share. Not only here in this room, but with everyone you met today. See if you can connect in your belly, in your heart, with that yearning, with that longing that all of us may we be free of struggle, may we be free of anxiety and fear. us may we be more at ease, more content. All of us may we be at peace. You included. But also everyone else who is just the same. is so difficult for all of us. be happy, including you. And may people look after each other. Thank <laughs> you.